You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and to the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, She encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens the doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose. Welcome to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sacred Geometry Portal. I'm Elizabeth Diane, and I am going to be sharing with you over many weeks, months, maybe years. So I'm going to take you down the portal with me and we'll discover many, many things together. I'll share what I already know after having taught this subject for all about off and on for 15 years. And I want to take this introductory video to share with you a bit about me and a bit about what's to come and why you might want to stay tuned in. And I'm really looking forward to the community that we build together here. I'm really curious what interests you. And I'm excited about the guests that I will have on this podcast. So I will be doing a weekly Monday musing. So Monday mornings, I'll share a little bit that has come through uh, my life, uh, my whether it's an inspiration or a synchronicity that has come up during the week, and I'll, I'll chat about it. And I will also be interviewing a variety of people with different backgrounds about sacred geometry, because this applies to everything, right? And some of you may not even know what sacred geometry is. So I'm going to get into that. And I'm also going to let you know a bit about me. Like, who is this woman, Elizabeth Diane? Well, I'm somebody that was born very, very fascinated about big concepts like infinity and I remember as a child contemplating infinity endlessly I was also passionate about piano I felt like I had music just pouring through me that wanted to come out in the piano I also really wanted to build things Yeah, so I was one of those girls that, you know, didn't fit the mold at the time when um, most of my uh, friends were playing with dolls and we were gifted dolls because we were girls and I really wanted blocks and erector sets and Lincoln Locks and Legos. (laughs) My mind just works that way. But as a girl, as a child, I thought they were separate things. I was just in the world of my senses. Music went through my ears, form, sculpture, architecture, 
Nino's visual, right? Little did I know until later that it's all frequency. And frequency actually, when it interacts with matter, uh, whether it's water or sand or something like that, has shape and form. And sometimes it's so harmonic that it creates a regular pattern, like a sacred geometric pattern. So it was later in life that I realized I had a passion for architecture. I didn't go down that route right away. <laughs> but at least I, I did get to go um, down a similar path of engineering design. So I started with some civil engineering design and into a land surveyor's office, which is all about geometry. <laughs> And so it was a fascinating experience for six years. And then I went back into civil engineering and my soul was just saying, I need to be more creative. And um, my heart was just still passionate about architecture. So I went back to uh, a liberal arts college and got a degree in sustainable building design, used my background in civil engineering design, all this experience I had with AutoCAD and, um, learned some other CAD programs um, and opened a business. It's called Lucid Nine Design. And I began designing homes. My first homes were for Habitat for Humanity. And I kept thinking there must be a way to make these designs more beautiful, more harmonious. What makes some structures more beautiful than others? What makes some structures feel better than others and more comfortable or lighter, not so heavy or oppressive. I was fascinated with these things. So I got to, to dive into this deeper when in the course of, of following my heart, I ended up having what people will call an awakening experience. And for me, uh, I began seeing things in my mind's eye wondering what they were. They were shapes that I just knew had a meaning and I just didn't know what they were. My heart was expanded so wide open. Um, I realized how much love we could contain within us. And I knew that this was all somehow something that is inherent in all of us, but yet I was finally discovering the essence of what we are in life. And that included those shapes that I was seeing in my mind's eye. And I finally heard somebody talk about sacred geometry. And I, I was really curious because I thought that's that's what's going on here. This, this is definitely sacred, what's coming through my mind's eye. And it's very geometric. What does it mean? So when I asked that question a week later, I had a friend. I was living in Olympia at the time, Olympia, Washington in the Northwest of the US. And this friend said, we're starting a group. I think you'd be very interested in this group and it's on sacred geometry. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, when you're ready, the teacher shows up, right? So this was an informal group and we would start drawing forms with a compass and a straight edge, simple tools, the way that Plato and his students had done and Many mystery schools had done for uh, centuries and, you know, maybe a thousand or two years before that, at least. And I realized that what we were drawing was the basis of everything in creation. And 
it just hit me like, why in the world did I never know this before? I was so inspired. My soul was finally feeling really filled up. And I it just kept opening the doors to learning more, meeting new people, um, finding more and more ways that sacred geometry is is a part of all that we are in this creation, in this in this 3D realm and beyond in the multi-dimensions. So that's something that we'll be talking about as well. So I spent a couple of years learning with uh, the, this group of people who had at least 20 years experience traveling around the world and studying sacred geometry in various places. I started to uh, build a library of books that I would devour and draw everything I could with the compass and straight edge and understand the story behind them. That's what's fascinating me the most, not really the history per se, although that's interesting too, but the story. So what I learned and what I'll be bringing out in these future podcasts is how sacred geometry is the architecture of the cosmos, how it is frozen music. And my love for music and sculpture and form are inextricably combined. And we'll learn how sacred geometry is the patterns in nature. We'll also see how it is a practice that you can apply that is super empowering. And I will um, explain more of that later. It's super empowering to understand the math and the relationships behind the forms in sacred geometry. Yeah, so some of the common uh, shapes and forms that people talk about are the flower of life, the golden mean, especially the golden mean spiral, Metatron's cube, which um, I have some great artwork of that on my website if you're interested in in uh, looking at it or even charging up your home space with it. Um, let's see, the Vesica Pisces, the birth portal of all creation. And I have, um, I have a workshop on that, a downloadable workshop on that. I also have a workshop coming up on September 25th. So approaching fast <laughs> and that's just in a couple of days, isn't it? You still have time to register. So go on to uh, sacredgeometryportal.com, which will be a beginner's workshop for drawing. I invite you to join me there. And yeah, I was talking about different forms. Um, yeah, the one behind me, if you're looking at the video, is, is a mandala that's um, quite often see as more of spiral shape. How would we describe this one? Anyway, I've heard it called the Agni Mandala. It's like the fire within the center. The center point is always said to be the source of all that is. Creator, creation, consciousness, you. So the meanings that come from these forms can vary 
but I will always be encouraging you to find what it means for you. I may have suggestions, things that I've learned, things that other people have learned. And sometimes there's things that other people will present. And I say, is that your truth? How can you find out if that's your truth? So this is, in a way, a quest for truth. And I leave it up to you to discover that for yourself with me and others, with my future guests. And we're also going to see how sacred geometry is all about relationship. And this is where the stories come in, really. There's relationships of everything in nature to creator, to source, to the divine, to God, to Allah. However you name that which has created everything here and creates everything here. So I'm not one who says you need to have a particular spiritual belief. The word sacred really means that this work is a pathway to what we'll, we'll call, I'll call the divine. Um, it's a pathway to remember and connect with that which gives us life, whatever that means to you. <laughs> So that's why we call it sacred, really. There's a bridge between the matter, the material world, which is finite, and the infinite, the pure potentiality of all that is. And that's where the term sacred is also applied. So you will also find out how sacred geometry can be useful in um, in your spiritual development, if that's something that you choose to do, how it can enhance your intuition, um, increase a sense of centeredness, because we always come back to the center in sacred geometry. There's a process that I will be teaching and am teaching with workshops and uh, online courses where we draw the different forms, talk about them, and then, you know, do some art with it. Because really, this is helpful in balancing both sides of the brain, which is another thing. Why do it, right? And especially, why do it if the compass and a straight edge or math or anything, if you say the word geometry, how does that land with you? Are you afraid of it? Do you kind of go, I'm curious, but oh my god, I hated geometry in school or you know I liked it but oh man you know are we gonna do math I want to assure you that this is for everyone I really feel that um this is something we could be teaching children at a very young age and in some some schools they do because it is the patterns of everything in nature and we can explain things um in the unseen realms quite often with sacred geometry. Um, so there's many, many reasons to do this. And I want to assure you that we aren't going to be doing math equations yet. They are important because they help prove the things that I present in my workshops. So there are many, many mathematicians and philosophers, um, Plato was 
huge in, uh, you know, in expanding sick geometry and geometry in general uh, to show why everything is, is true in the same way that you can understand that two plus two equals four. If you have two objects next to two objects and you count them up, you have four. It's self-evident. And so what I like to teach is for the most part, very self-evident. And beyond that, the meaning that may come from it is something intimate to you. It's something for you to experience and to find out find out more. So we will dive into this and we will take amazing journeys through the sacred geometry portal in the coming weeks, months, and, and year or two or five or whatever, however long you guys want to be with me. <laughs> so in this podcast, you know, I'll be uh, sharing with you different ways that you can apply sacred geometry and some of my offerings too, because I'll be offering workshops and online uh, lessons and classes that you can download um, or attend live. I'll even have some in-person live workshops from time to time. And I'm going to be creating my art. So um, I'm excited to share with you what comes through that process. It's always, I think, very enlightening to me. Um, in addition to being really interested and, and fascinated with, with sound and music and form, I also really enjoy archetypes. And there's so many different systems where archetypes show up. And, you know, whether you're reading Carl Jung or uh, you're studying astrology or um, just reading um, some of the epic stories that use archetypes or um, you know, deities and, and gods and stories about the, the gods of the Greeks or the Hindu or whoever whatever culture, um, they're full of different archetypes that uh, give us messages about ourselves. So I enjoy looking at many, many aspects of sacred geometry, including the archetypes, but also just the fascination with the physical world. You know, so many people are aware of the sacred geometry of a pine cone and how the, the spirals that come through or that emerge from a pine cone are in the phi spiral or Fibonacci spiral and they're very close but um, they're different and I'll help define those things or just you know like how is it let's see if I can get this to the, to the video here for those watching how is it that a quartz crystal shapes itself so beautifully into this hexagonal shape you know it's just fascinating and so if you, of course if you're studying chemistry um you know that atomic bonds that create molecules have angles that are based on the platonic solids and that's a core aspect of sacred geometry also there's so many avenues and portals that we can explore together and I've just been enjoying teaching this um, off and on for the last 15 years. I 
started with a class in uh, the little town of Yelm, Washington. And it was it was really fun to to have a core group that was so fascinated and we we just kept exploring together i'd come with lessons each week of you know it might be the platonic solids and sometimes we'd build them in 3d or we'd figure out how to draw them or we would deconstruct a crop circle and find all the different sacred geometric ratios that were used and and ponder what the meanings might be and go off into meditations with it just to know what message might it hold for me. Um, we've just, we've drawn such a wide variety of things, fractal patterns, um, just so many things to explore. So I taught for the about five years, four or five years up in, in Washington and taught some uh school children kindergarten through about sixth grade and had a group in olympia that i taught and then in mount shasta uh i've had uh classes here in mount shasta as well and people are constantly telling me things like wow why didn't i learn this early in life i'm so grateful to be learning this and they're just fascinated with it. Some people are saying things like, as I'm drawing these forms, I, I feel almost like it's messaging my DNA or somehow affecting my DNA. I've had people say that. I've had people say, I really think I'm remembering things here, like as though I know all this already, but yet I need to remember it now. And I've had artists take my class and say, you know, wow, Lisa, you're helping take my art to the next level. I've had electrical engineers tell me they finally understand how the pineal gland works and they're, they, they're putting all the pieces together. So whatever your background is, I know that there's something in this for you. I have a lineup of amazing people that I'm looking forward to interviewing. And I also have just some musings that I think that you will enjoy hearing on a weekly basis that may inspire you to look at the world differently, that may inspire you to uh, find new ways to, to um, problem solve or just appreciate life or to find your center. So, I love to refer to the geometers in, in my community as sacred spheres. And a sphere, as you know, it's just a globe. It's, a, it's us without this physical body. It's the energy ball that can be measured around us. And yes, part of that is a torus. I love talking about the torus and my experiences with that. <laughs> but I see us as radiant balls of light. And so I affectionately refer to you all as sacred spheres. And I wanna thank you for joining me for this introductory podcast. I look forward to seeing where we travel to together, where we intersect and where we land and where we ascend to. See you in the portal. This podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal 
by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com. You can support the portal expansion through Sacred Geometry Portal's Patreon account. Infinite Fractal Blessings, and thank you for listening.